Just a short content warning for this episode. This episode discusses suicide. Ugh, Bath and Body Works, I swear. <sighs> I have unsubscribed and unsubscribed me and too. unsubscribed, and they just keep sending me the ding dang emails. Me too. Leave me alone. sun is shining 24 7 because when we're together it feels like we're in heaven if it will get dark you'll be my million stars i know i can lean on you welcome to episode 26 of delete this history a podcast by two besties of a certain age searching for answers we are your hosts kara birch and bria brown hi hi you want to talk about some stuff that'll be so dated Practically, my entire rundown is dated information. Well, as we record this, we are in the throes of Super Bowl weekend. It's true. I have not taken off my booger stash Andy Reid sweatshirt since I got it. Don't say booger stash. It's a booger stash. It's gross. Um, frozen. Frozen mustache. Frozen booger stash. Stop it! <laughs> um... That's not true. I've taken it off. That's good. But I've worn it every day. <laughs> <laughs> to since get I got some it. luck work woven into oh, it. Oh yeah, it's got to be it's got to be stank. Okay. By the Super Bowl tomorrow. So I'll be wearing this and underneath will be my Pacheco lucky shirt. Okay. And then when I get hot and inebriated, <laughs> the booger stash shirt will come off. What are you going to wear? I haven't really thought about it. I'm really sorry. It's not been a great week. I know. I just don't. I haven't felt good. Um, I honestly have been more concerned about what we're going to eat. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask next. I've been trying to get Sean to decide. And poor Sean was so exhausted last night and the night before. He's like, I can't even think straight. Aww. I don't know. I've narrowed it down, though. Okay. We're either going to have tachos or we're going to do that or sliders like ham and Havarti sliders which are really delicious yum uh I'm going to my brother's (gasps) you are oh yeah okay I mean they do have a big old party it's it's a tradition now um I didn't go the first time the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl and we won against the 49ers right the first time we won, yeah. as opposed to the second time when we were going to win. <laughs> oh, man. People right now are either really laughing at me or they're just so sad for me. We're going to win. Or they're like, I hate her. No, we're going to win. Okay. Anyway. um, I know that we are. So let me tell you what, what everybody's bringing to my brother's house. Tacos, salsa, and chips. Taco salsa? Tacos comma oh salsa and chips seven layer dip and chips Mm. bone in wings Mm -hmm. potato skins pretzel bites yum mac and cheese bites yum and i am bringing spinach artichoke dip that all sounds amazing and there will be more i'm sure so are you just going to be at home yeah we got invited by our neighbors and we were we declined because we like to watch football alone. Mm-hmm. Clint, this he said this year he's like we're going to be upstairs this year because last year we were down in the basement watching. Yeah, 
there are three TVs at Anders' house going. Okay. All at once. But nothing ever syncs up anymore. Right. In the world that we live in. Yes. And so, even in the same house. Oh, no. Yeah. I know what happened. I remember this. So, the kitchen TV, they just had muted because you could hear the living room TV in the kitchen. So, they just muted the kitchen TV. But the downstairs TV, it had to be unmuted so that the people downstairs could hear. Yes. And we were downstairs because we didn't get seats upstairs. And what was happening upstairs? Upstairs, it was everything was happening first. <laughs> so there was a delay. You would hear So we would yells. hear yelling or, oh, or, yeah. And then we'd hear the bell that Andrew has that he runs around the house clinking every time. But you the weren't big old bell. seeing it And yet. then we wouldn't see what happened until like two seconds later. That is probably the worst way to watch football. <laughs> so are you arriving like an hour early to pick your seats upstairs? Yes. I am putting my purse like the queen. I'm just going to put my purse on the couch in the living room. My seat. <laughs> All you kids go downstairs. Yes, the children. Yeah. All the children get kicked out. That's right. That's the rule. That's how it worked in our house. I mean, we just didn't think about it. It was comfortable downstairs. There was plenty of seating. Yeah. I mean, it's a very nice basement. And so we were like, oh, let's go downstairs. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Yeah. The action was upstairs. I'm yeah. excited. I am too. Can't wait. You know what else was really exciting this week? What? We opened the mystery can. <gasps> you did? Yeah. What was in it? It was corn. Ah, yeah. I or nailed it. maize. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in a part of the world where you call it maize. <laughs> it's in a leftovers container in my refrigerator right now because we don't eat a lot of corn. Okay. We just don't. I made soy sauce eggs this week. How did that go? Not great. Oh, that does not sound good. I think that I left them in the soy sauce too long. And I think if I do it again, I'm going to dilute the soy sauce more. Like it was dil diluted, but I think it was a ratio of um, one to three. And I think I would do like a 50-50 ratio of water to soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm I was really expecting good things from that, and it just did not turn out the way the I thought it would. hard-boiled eggs mm -hmm. that you just soak in soy sauce mm -hmm. and water? Yeah. Mm. And there were some other ingredients, like scallions and um, what else was there? Some spices, like maybe garlic and some spicy Chinese stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I was really excited about them. It didn't turn out the way I thought. Mm. How'd those blueberry egos go? It's actually on my chit chat time list. They were so good. I was like, I got to talk about these egos. <laughs> I just cannot. It, they're so good. I even posted on Instagram about them. And I like, I don't post on Instagram on my personal yeah. page. I just don't. And I tagged DTH gals. Cannot even believe I've waited this long before eating them. They're so good. I think from scratch blueberry waffles would be even better oh yes so i've been inspired i'm gonna try and make those oh my this gosh weekend. they are so good so my mother-in-law makes those oh i want some now they i mean those i my mind was blown and sean was skeptical but willing to try them and he was like oh my gosh it's cracking me up how you guys will try things like <laughs> soy sauce eggs <laughs> 
but blueberry waffles are just out of the realm of your reality. We just both grew up, especially with waffles. Like if we're going to talk specifically, you just you just have a plain waffle and butter and syrup and a cold glass of milk, and that's how you eat your waffles. Like putting extra weird stuff on them or in them is just, we our families didn't do that. But how did you eat your hard-boiled eggs growing up? Plain. With soy sauce? No. Well, then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's just certain things. It never occurred to me. Well, the reason that I tried the soy sauce eggs is yep. because I saw someone else doing it. Mm. I guess I've just never seen anyone eat blueberry. I didn't know there were blueberry eggos until you and I talked about it. <laughs> I guess here's, see, this is where having kids yes. really makes a difference. It expands your horizons because, on things. Yeah. Your kids try have things outside of your house, yes. at other people's houses. They come home, they say, I really want blueberry waffles. Yes. I mean, I knew about them before then. But you're right. It is what you grow up with. You just get used to, you know what you know, and you yeah. don't know what you don't know. And I don't like go to the store and look for new stuff. That's yeah. just not something oh, no. I do. Uh-uh. So... Most of the time, I don't go to the store. Yeah. Which is, and the app tells me, hey, you got this, this, and this last week. And I say, check, 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 check. It even asks me if I want certain things that I always get. I'm not adventurous. I'm not like, hey, let's see what else is out here. You can't really browse. But have you noticed that the Walmart app now, what I don't like Mm -hmm. is it's throwing suggestions Mm -hmm. into your normal items. Mm -hmm. That is pissing me off. Mm -hmm. Get your crap and suggestions out of my organized list. (laughs) Oh, it makes me so mad. It's highlighted and it says suggested for you. Suggested. I know what I'm doing, Walmart. Hey, Walmart, sponsor us. Okay, yeah. I would take their money. Jim Gaffigan did. Yeah, I mean, I I have no <laughs> principles. <laughs> I would take the Diet Pepsi money, and I would take the Walmart money. Oh my god! I'd take the Amazon money. I would not take the Tesla. You would take Walmart money and not Tesla money, because uh-huh. at least some of the Walmart money is going to the art museum down in Crystal Bridges. Well, that's true. But I can some of the Tesla anything. money is going to take us to space. Nope, it's not. <laughs> I think Anywho. we probably better move on. Yeah, we probably should. I mean, we're not here to talk about um, all of the sponsorship deals that are not flooding in. <laughs> what are we here to talk about? <laughs> Our internet search histories. And we're going to start that with the reading of the list. This is where we tell you our top five most interesting, funniest, most successful internet searches of the week in list form. Yeah. This is even Stephen week. It is. So that means it's Carawera week. It is. And I did not feel good all week. And things are, while good things are happening at work, is extremely stressful right now. So I only have four searches this week. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. That's okay. Number one, oregano allergy symptoms. Number two, John and Carrie Hallford update. Number three, Coca-Cola spiced. Number four, automated breast ultrasound screening. That last one gave me shivers. I know. 
Okay. Here's my list for this week. Number one, piezoelectricity in bones slash dousing for human remains. Funny woman, Sky TV. Unalived definition and history. Ideomotor effect. Old Charleston tours slash pleasing terrors tours Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> pleasing terrors? Oh, I can't wait to hear. Yours oh, yeah. all sounds so riveting. They are riveting this week. Mine will not be. So, okay. so like, it's going to be a kind of a ye- yin and a yang. Like, Excellent. Super riveting, super not riveting. All right. Okay. Um, well, now that we've read our lists. Yes. It's time to play a little game <laughs> that we like to call Search Me, where we each pose one question to each other to see if she can answer based only on the reading of the list. And you know what? You and I both sent each other our list this week without even discussing it. We remembered before we started. Well, I remembered because I saw you doing it. Oh. <laughs> so kudos to you. Hey, thanks. <laughs> All right, Bria. We're, we were talking about dated information. And so I'm about to tell you mm-hmm. that it's almost Valentine's Day for you and I. Mm-hmm. So I had to hit Walgreens for their amazing Valentine's Day candy selection. And yes, your prize once again today is food related. Jeez. But I couldn't resist when I saw this. Jeez. You are playing for this amazing box. Oh my gosh. Of Dunkin' Chocolates. Donut flavored filled chocolates. I think maybe I've given you these before. No. Oh, okay. We've done the Dunkin' jelly beans. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were gross. That's right. (laughs) So I hope these aren't gross. I bet they're going to be amazing. Um, So anyway, there's not a lot in here. The flavors are strawberry frosted, Boston cream, and brownie batter. Oh, numb. You can't go wrong with those. I mean, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. All right, heart-shaped and everything, because I love you. They're so cute. Your question is, which of my searches will I be taste testing once it becomes available? Coca-Cola spiced. (laughs) That is right. This week was a softball, because I think that's the only food-related search, right? Um, I certainly don't want to taste the ultrasound machine. I thought maybe you would be taste testing some new oregano. Oh, you know what? (laughs) I could have taste tested oregano. The allergic kind. (laughs) Coca-Cola Spiced, (laughs) apparently, is Coke's first new permanent product in three years. People are drinking more water, specifically seltzer water, and they're moving away from soda, and it's harming Coke's sales. So they're trying very hard to bring people back to soda with this new product. Um... They also are not, they don't have as many young soda drinkers either. So they've been trying to entice younger people to drink their sodas with all these limited editions. Yeah, kind of like the Mountain Dew flavors are super popular because they're wacky. And I saw one that was called Coca-Cola Happy Tears. Ew. And it's only being sold on TikTok. I'm sorry, but no. And it's got salt and like minerals in it to make it taste like. <laughs> what is wrong with people? I don't know. That's a 
oh, I I bought it on TikTok. I got happy tears. That's that's a you know. These are billion dollar corporations, (laughs) and they don't have better than that. Well, I mean, that's what made it through. Can you imagine? I know, I know. It was a limited edition, anyway. So, Coca Cola Spiced and Coca Cola Spiced Zero Sugar um, will be available. I believe it was like the 19th of February. So it's coming out this month. The main flavor that you'll taste is raspberry, which is why I'm interested. I love raspberry flavor and raspberries. Yes, yes. Um, Coke won't name what the spices are included in the formula, but supposedly they taste like the amped up version of Coke. So like it's just a stronger Coke flavor with some raspberries squirted in. Why is it spiced? And when they say spice, they don't mean it's like hot, like the Cheetos you were discussing uh-huh, earlier. Uh-huh. But they said that people's flavor palettes are changing to a more spicy um, huh. choice, I guess. So they're calling it spiced. I think they're trying to trick people Coca-Cola into spiced. Uh, drink this. I think what they've done, since it's supposed to be a more elevated Coke flavor or more sh- intense Coke flavor... They probably just doubled their recipe and squirted raspberry in there. I think that's what they've done. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Anyway, and the other reason I think that is they said that this product only took seven weeks to develop, whereas a new product normally takes a year. Uh, But I'm going to try it. Okay. I'm excited to hear uh, what you decide. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll test it for the first time on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. We still need to test, um, what was it? Thickles. Thickles. Can't find them. Went to Costco. They didn't have them. You know what I got the other day, last week, what? at the store? Crispy bread. <gasps> I had crispy bread this week. Did you? Yeah. I, I got some. And I tried some with a little bit of hummus on it. And I was yeah. like, mm, I think I'm hummused out. Oh, okay. Do you ever get like that? Of course I you do. You just... I haven't bought hummus for probably, I don't know, it's probably a year. Yeah. And then a few weeks ago, <laughs> I bought two different types of hummus yeah. for football Sunday, and we accidentally got someone else's groceries. Like, we got our groceries, but additionally, someone else's oh, groceries. No. And the little kid that loaded up our car, he told me, he said, I think you've got someone else's groceries. And he said, I don't. He said, I don't know how to weed it out. So he said, you're just, just take them. I was like, okay. We ended up with five things of hummus. They're hummus fans? You were hummus fans? Five tubs of hummus. (laughs) And they were all different. Oh, that is. So it was like everything. Oh, yeah. I love that. That one's really good. Garlic. Oh, yeah. Original. Uh Roasted red pepper. Uh And (gasps) what was the fifth one? I don't know. I can't think of another one. Oh, shoot. What was the fifth one? I don't remember. Jalapeno, maybe? We've been eating hummus. Well, actually, Sean, bless his heart, he's been eating it for lunch. But we probably won't buy hummus again for a while. (laughs) I'm telling you, we've we've eaten the heck out of hummus this football season. And I'm like, ooh, I'm done with that. And then I spread some guacamole on some crispy bread. Yes. That was good. I did. So every day this week, my lunch was crispy bread, Mm -hmm. sourdough flavor. Oh. And I did, um, I took a wedge of laughing cow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I split it in half and I put, I have two crispy breads 
mm-hmm. two. And I split my laughing cow in half and I spread a half on each. And then I put avocado on top of that. And then I sprinkled everything bagel, like, you know, all the Seasoning, things that are on top. Yeah. yeah. Like the seeds. Yeah. It had all the stuff in it. And I had, I got a big jar of it. And so I sprinkled that on top of all of it. And then I put a rotisserie chicken that had been shredded on top of that. Oh my. It was freaking delicious. And then I had grapes with it. Oh, very nice. That was my lunch all week. I've been eating a lot of oranges this week because, you know, yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. Oranges are good. I love oranges. Eat your oranges. Eat them. My sources for that search were Springfield Business Journal, CNN.com, and The Independent Online. All right. Coca-Cola Spiced. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Even if we think your product sucks, because we'll, I mean, we'll take Diet Pepsi sponsor, so. Okay. Oh, here, you won. I did win. Enjoy. I feel so loved. Ooh, I am, I'm hiding these. Don't, I was going to say, don't let anyone in your family eat those. No, those are staying in my backpack. They're yours. Um, mm-hmm. you should just pull them all out of that box because that takes up a lot of space and just dump them in one of the, your pockets. It's going to go back in that bag <gasps> yeah. that has your gift in it. Ooh. Or not your gift, your gift, <laughs> your prize. <laughs> My prize. Today you are playing for. Yes. Some Harry Potter washi. Ah! Harry Potter washi? So cool. Honey Dukes. That's so cute. Oh. And since it's been such a rough week, I know this is a repeat prize, but I brought you my last These fancy are your cakes. Last fancy cakes from this box, but I will get more tomorrow. Listen to me, you could bring those every freaking week and I would be <laughs> excited about it. I love fancy cakes so effing much. I do too. They're my favorite. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Oh, wait. I have to win these. Well, you get the fancy cakes no matter what, because it's just been that kind of week. You deserve uh, the fancy thank cakes. Thank you. I appreciate that. But we'll see about that Harry Potter washi. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. What search did I do expecting not to like the results, only to find myself spending my whole evening binging the entire thing? Funny Woman Sky TV. I've seen this. Uh-huh. I also have been snubbing it. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. You know why I was snubbing it? Because of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Me too. I thought it looked like a Mrs. Maisel knockoff wannabe. Me too. And I was like, no. Not that I love Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I really don't. I don't really like it all that much. I don't either. But, and that's kind of part of it. I was like, oh, another show like this? Hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, not not interested, but it's British. Okay. So you know it's better. <laughs> it's just better. Tell me all about it. Okay. It was so good. So this was my thought process. I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I don't know about this, but I have big plans to sit on my ass for the next four hours. <laughs> I might as well give it a try. <laughs> so... um. It stars Gemma Arterton. Okay. Isn't it weird how you can read something and be completely, like read it in your head and be completely confident about it and be like, that's not a big deal. And then you go to say it out loud and <laughs> your brain and your mouth are like, Mm-mm, I don't know how to say that. No way that you're going to say that. It's going to sound right. 
Gemma Arterton. And it features Rupert Everett. Oh, really? Huh. Yep. And it co-stars a ton of other amazing actors like Tom Holland. <laughs> now, wait a second. Which Tom Holland? Because there's... T- oh, well, Are by the two? way you're reacting, I think I know which one you're talking about. He is young and yummy. The younger one, yes. yeah. The Tom Holland I always think of first is the one from, um, like, um, oh, gosh, Wives and Daughters. And he was in, I think, maybe one of the... Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Is his name? His name's Tom Holland. I no. Oh wait, it's not Holland. It's Tom something though. You're right. Tom Hollander. Hollander. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, gosh, that was. I'm so glad we went down that I know, tangent. Me too. And Matthew Beard is also in <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I love me some Matthew Beard. I love Matthew Beard. And so many more people that I had to Google while I was watching it because I was like, I know that person. Who's that person? Mm-hmm. I know this person. Um, it takes place back in the 50s or maybe early 60s. You know how sometimes that kind of blends and you don't know. It stars Gemma, who plays Barbara, a young beauty queen from Blackpool who goes to London to make something of herself. And she loves Lucille Ball and is fascinated by TV and radio programs and all that. But while working in a department store, kind of like Selfridges, mm-hmm. she meets a man who takes her out. But it's a disastrous date. And when she's walking home in the rain, she bumps into a washed up talent agent played by Rupert Everett. Looking very washed up himself. <laughs> I really hope it's makeup. I really hope he doesn't look like that in real life. I showed Peyton, just there's another tangent. I showed Peyton a picture of young Rupert Everett. Yes. Like from my best friend's wedding. Like, yeah. yeah. Not yeah, yeah. that long ago. Not like he was a teenager or something. Well, no. but He was a grown man. And he was like, that's not the same person. <laughs> he's he's had so much work done on his face, though. <laughs> I wish he would not have done that. It didn't help. Mm-mm. But we, we still love you, Rupert. Of course we do. It's not about your looks. No, You're a great not. actor. Anyway, um... He's kind of like he was in, what was that funny um, Love is in the R movie? St. Trinian's. St. Trinian's. He's kind of like that. He's very farcical in this show. Okay. He's not playing it straight. Okay. <laughs> in any He's fashion. good at that. Yeah. So um, he takes a shine to her and wants to represent her okay. as her talent agent. And she goes on auditions, but her northern accent is a problem for all these casting directors. They don't want... This girl from Blackpool. I can't do the accent. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I was going to try, but I'm not going to. Um, then she lands a part on a sitcom. And hilarity ensues and then also heartbreak. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. You'll have to watch the show. Okay. It's very charming. And I was thoroughly invested after just one episode. And then I devoured the rest like a box of fancy cakes. I see. <laughs> Which you will be taking home with you. Yay. <laughs> Um. Yeah, PBS Masterpiece keeps telling me I have to watch this show. It's I'm like, so good. PBS Masterpiece. I don't. You would love it. All right. It's okay. very funny. I will check it out. Very cute. And you'll recognize so many people. Okay, I do like that. I like I like being surprised by the fifty British actors in shows. <laughs> like, hey, there they are. What have you guys been up to? <laughs> yeah. 
So my sources for that were PBS and IMDb. Oh, it's that time again, oh Karen. Oh my gosh, it is. It's shared history time. It is. There, and there. Thank you. And we're just going to come out with it. And this is where we share not our history together as no. friends. Because, I mean, we do that anyway. Right. This is our internet search histories for the week. Okay, I'm going to start with John and Carrie Halford update, or Halford update, excuse okay. me. I... This is the couple who owned Return to Nature Funeral Home in Colorado and were simply storing bodies rather than cremating them as they reported to hundreds of families. Okay. Okay. So just to refresh everyone's memory, they are a married couple, and they have been charged with 190 counts of abuse of a corpse, five counts of theft, four counts of money laundering, and 50 counts of forgery when 189 bodies were discovered in their funeral home. Um basically not being well cared for or stored properly. So, so they've had a few preliminary hearings. Well, they've had they've each had one. Carrie's preliminary hearing was at the end of January and prosecutors presented text messages suggesting that she and her husband tried to cover up their financial difficulties by leaving the bodies at the, you know, funeral home site. Um they didn't talk about all the text messages they've discovered cuz obviously they're still mm-hmm. um doing some investigation. But according to prosecutors, John Halford was worried about getting caught as far back as 2020 and suggested getting rid of the bodies by dumping them in a big hole and treating them with lye or setting them on fire. What the actual... Here's a quote. My one and only focus is keeping us out of jail, he allegedly wrote in one of the text messages. John Halford had his preliminary hearing this week, and most of what was presented was how the couple allegedly used money from the business on personal expenses. Um, Examples that were given were two brand new vehicles, travel, entertainment, fine dining, and cryptocurrency investments. How about this? Just send the bodies off to be cremated. It's funny you should say that. You effing effers. One of the prosecuting attorneys estimated that the amount of money used by the Halfords to buy the two new cars would have covered the cost of cremating all 189 bodies discovered at the funeral home twice. Now, I am not good with money. I will be the first to admit that. (laughs) I... I buy stupid things and I, I spend money that I shouldn't be spending. And then I'm like, ooh, and I create emergencies for myself. But that has no effect on anyone but me. Right. I'm not taking other people's money and blowing it on things when they've given me money for another express purpose. That pisses me off so much. 22 of the bodies have yet to be identified. Um, Carrie is still in custody at the El Paso County Jail on a $100,000 bond, but John posted his bond for $100,000 in January, so he's out of jail. I don't know how they made the decision to get him out, but not her. I'm assuming they just don't have enough money left or something. I don't know. Maybe man prison is tougher than woman prison that is what i was thinking is that she is probably tolerating it better than he was yeah 
That's shocking. Simply <laughs> speculation. <laughs> Um, they both will return to court March 21st for an arraignment hearing. And I didn't know this, but the return to nature funeral home is slated for demolition by the EPA, um, who determined that it was that it had so much of a dangerous buildup of hazardous materials that it has been listed as a Superfund site. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. Do you know what it takes to be called yep. a Superfund site? I do, as a matter of fact. Because I work in environmental That's services. Right. We both do. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a big deal. Um, this is a quote from the EPA's website. Once demolition begins, excavators will start to break up the building from top down and remove large pieces of the structure while working to keep it within the foundation footprint. During this process, the EPA will use water and other liquid solutions for dust suppression but not in quantities that will cause runoff of contamination from the interior of the building to the ground surface outside. Oh, my God. It was supposed to be demolished um, January 17th, but winter weather um, interrupted that, caused a delay. It will now be demolished the last week of February and should take about 10 days. And then I saw an article that said the debris from this demolition could be sent to the Pueblo Colorado Southside landfill and people are not happy about that. No. And so the city of Pueblo had they held a public comment period about that potential decision. I don't think it's been decided that that's where it's going yet. Um and so I guess people had uh were like um this shouldn't go into the landfill. So anyway, that's all I found out about it. Sources were the EPA, the Gazette Online, the Chieftain.com, KKTV, YouTube.com, the Independent Online, and ColoradoPublicRadio.org. This story, for whatever reason, just keeps is giving. fascinating to me. I don't know what it is. I guess because it is so incredibly beyond my realm of understanding that I just, these people... They had better get what's coming to them is all. And I shouldn't, I, I know that's horrible to say, but they do not deserve to see the light of day. Yeah, I mean. They should I be locked they... away in the key thrown into that landfill where all the debris is going. I really hope that they enjoyed living it up while they did. I hope they didn't take it for granted and were just like, oh, we deserve this. Or, but I'm sure they did. Anyway. I tried to justify this. I've been trying to justify it. I know you can't. But I was thinking if they really got into financial trouble and really couldn't cremate these bodies, uh, you know, people panic. Yes. But then it stop, gets out of control. Stop accepting the bodies. Correct. Just stop. Just shut it down and call right. someone and say, we are in trouble. Call other cre crematoriums. I mean, right. they could have gotten themselves out of this quickly. Right. You don't. A financial ruin doesn't creep up on you. No. <laughs> and not just that, but like you said, you you know, it's one thing to get yourself into the position, but then to continue. Yes. To accept bodies and take money from people. And these two, like usually, you know, a couple, one of them would probably say, oh, you know what, we, we're in trouble here. Yeah. And maybe the other one's like, no, 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 we're fine, we're fine. Yeah. But how do both of them together, are they're just like, this is okay. Well, I think they probably convinced each other. They had to have. Yeah. We should just big dig a big old hole and just set everything on fire. That'll be fine. 
That'd be fine. Yeah. That's a way to do it. Nobody will know. It's a kind of cremating. Yeah. Or we could just stack them up in the building. That's a better idea. Husband, let's do that. Okay. Are you ready for my heavy search of the week? Yeah. It's unalived definition in history. Okay. We're going to talk about suicide here. Oh, okay. Nothing too heavy or graphic. But I want to give listeners the option to skip over this part if they're not interested. Okay. Suicide's not funny. Mm-mm. But my search was. Okay. Because I was listening to a new to me podcast. Actually, all of my shared history searches mm-hmm. were because of this new podcast. Because oh. I binged the heck out of it all week. Okay. It's called Pretend. And it's basically where this guy talks about all the ways that people pretend to be something that they're not. Oh, my god! So you talk about con artists, criminals, um, actors. Yeah. You know, just it runs the gamut. So there's a lot of different permutations. In this episode, they were talking about a guy and his mom who faked his disappearance or his his kidnapping for 10 years almost. Oh. Eight years. They said that he had been kidnapped or that he had disappeared and he was living with his mom the whole time. And they were getting money from like GoFundMe accounts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's really interesting. But they were talking to a social media influencer who was local to the area where this happened. And who kind of, you know, got onto this story. And he was talking about somebody who died by suicide. And he phrased it like this. He unalived himself. Okay. Not funny. Somebody lost their life and died by suicide. But he unalived himself. And I was driving at the time. So that was dangerous because (laughs) you know how I feel about most examples of verbing. I do. I really hate it. Because I'm in the same boat with you. I hate when people use a non-verb as a verb. Me too. Or they turn one into a verb by adding ed or ing or whatever. Yes. It just goes all through me. And then I start to use that term. <laughs> because that's how language is. Anyway, um, I hate it until I love it. Like the word verbing is a form of verbing. <laughs> and I use it all the time. I wasn't going to point it out. It's very meta. Anyway, I couldn't wait to get home to get to the bottom of this abomination of a term <laughs> and so i decided to go kara birch style and do like a voice search yes so i hit the button on my steering wheel yeah and i said google search okay so i'm going to tell you the entire string <laughs> of me trying to get google to search for this <laughs> Because it's hilarious. All right. Here we go. Search. And this is this is what Google was hearing. This is what Google was repeating back to me. Okay. Okay. Search unaligned. I was looking for unalived. Search unaligned. Then I said, I'm alive as in killed or suicide. This brought up a very scary red result that gave me the suicide hotline number. <gasps> oh. And other resources, if I was 
contemplating suicide. That's awesome. Yeah. But I did laugh about that because I'm like, <laughs> no, that's, thank you, but no, I'm not, that's not what I'm doing. Then unaligned, as in, insert cursing, me, it it was just determined that I was saying unaligned. Yes. And I was saying unalived. I couldn't make it any like more obvious that there was a V in there. Okay. Unaligned. <laughs> I'm alive as in he unaligned himself when talking about he killed himself. Finally, I did this. U-N-A-L-I-V-E-D. And when I spelled it out, I finally got a verb definition. Okay. It was, Come on, Google. It was painful. Yeah. <laughs> and very, very, I could have just waited to get home, but I would have forgotten by then. Yes. Anyway, so here we go. I already knew what it meant based on the context. It, right. You know, it's another way to say kill, to kill. Right. But it's not just used in terms of suicide. You can also unalive someone, as in murder them. I don't like this. I know. And it turns out that according to dictionary.com, this verb has comedic origins. This is what I was wanting to know. Who started this? And you're going to laugh. Okay. Because it's funny. And also, you do not like this character. Uh-oh. I think. Okay. The use of unalive as a euphemistic slang term meaning to kill is thought to have been popularized by a 2013 episode of the animated show Ultimate Spider-Man, in which the character Deadpool <laughs> says he's going to unalive a villain as part of a joke involving the avoidance of the word kill. That makes perfect sense mm -hmm. as the origin. Mm -hmm. And now it has entered the lexicon as a mainstream way of avoiding the words suicide, murder, or kill. Okay. Because you can't use those words sometimes depending on... Like the other day I was watching a YouTube video about... It was called It's Medieval Madness Yeah, is the the YouTube channel. And I was watching a YouTube video about medieval times, medieval history. And they were talking about um, using the death penalty back in medieval times as a way of suicide. So suicide, you would go to hell. Right. Murder, you could murder somebody and then repent and still go to heaven. And so people back in medieval times found this loophole that they could kill somebody <laughs> and then the state would hang them. Oh. The government would hang them. Gosh. Okay. And they would be killed and they would go to heaven because they didn't kill themselves. But what if, okay. Yep. That, that's just, okay, I'm, yeah. that was what it was. But they kept beeping out the word suicide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that it didn't get blocked or censored. I was like, it's interesting. So now they've come up with this, they, they, young people, <laughs> media savvy people have come up with a way of getting around that by saying unalive. Oh my gosh. I think it sounds ridiculous and childish. It does. 
He unalived he me. He unalived me. <laughs> yeah. And it is used a lot in like video gaming. Like the point of this game is to unalive all your opponents before they unalive you. You're you right. I'm not a huge Deadpool fan. I I know he's you're annoying. Not. Yeah. Like he's obnoxious. He's it's you know the whole character is based on uh, sarcasm. Right. And don't get me wrong, I love me too sarcasm, but it's too much. Yeah. You you gotta you gotta pick your sarcasm. Yeah. But he's nothing but sarcasm. Right. And I understand why he is. I get the whole backstory. Don't come at me. But <laughs> it's just too much for me. You know, I have a feeling that our target audience and the Deadpool target audience <laughs> really, they don't overlap very like, much. They're not on the Venn diagram I, together. Not really. No, I don't think Probably so. Probably not. No. Anyway, my sources were dictionary.com, medium.com, and pretend podcast. I'm going to check out Pretend Podcast. It is good. It sounds interesting. I love stuff about like con artists and just how people get in so deep with their pretending to be sick or pretending to do this or see Alex J recommended this podcast. Oh my gosh. I know. The great recommender. I know. She is. She's just full of them. What's your next search? My next one is oregano allergy symptom. <gasps> Did you have oregano allergy symptoms? Well... I don't know. Okay. My allergies have been really, really, really bad this week. But I've noticed in the last, like, I don't know, I just kind of clued in the last three months or so Mm -hmm. that when I eat pizza and I'm having some kind of reaction, but it's not immediate. It's like the next day. I'll wake up Uh and I have, my lips are swollen, like a little bit, not like you know, crazy, like I just had Botox, but right. I can tell they're swollen. I'm completely congested and my eyes are swollen. That happens when I eat pizza and it's like, you know, like 12 or 15 hours later. Is it always from the same place? No. Some pizzas affect me and some don't. Okay. But they, some affect me more so than others. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean, I mentioned it to Sean, and I don't know if he was joking or not, but he said maybe you've got an oregano, an oregano allergy. Uh, and I was knowing like, Sean, he was kidding. What? That's kind of an interesting thought. And so I kind of tucked that away. I didn't really do anything about it. Fast forward a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. we had spaghetti last night, and I woke up the exact same way this morning. Oh my gosh! So this morning I looked up oregano allergy symptoms, and they include swelling of the lips and tongue which i don't have swelling of the tongue and upper respiratory difficulty so but then i did some more research when i saw that i was like oh snap i've got an oregano allergy that sucks i love oregano but you know (laughs) you went you totally spiraled you went on an oregano spiral this is why i don't look up my illness symptoms i am a hypochondriac and it's you know you look up cancer, and I've got cancer. Oh, like, oh, absolutely. I have nine different cancers. Yes. Oregano is in the Lamiaceae. 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 I think that's probably right. Lamiaceae, family of plants. Other plants in this family include basil, 
Mm-hmm. Chia seeds, marjoram, mint, rosemary, sage, and thyme. Rosemary, sage, and thyme? <laughs> Oregano is rarely r- linked to a food allergy. Oh. <laughs> so that blew my theory. Well, that doesn't mean... Hang on. Well, wait, 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 wait. You just said it blew my theory. Well, it did. Cause Not really. Because of the rest of what I'm about to say. No. To date, to date, there are no recorded allergens for oregano by the World Health Organization because there have oh. not been enough uh, studies into allergic effects from oregano. Then how did they have the symptoms of oregano? Uh, you know, I mean, just because it's on the Internet doesn't mean it's real. Listen, Abraham Lincoln told me that if it's on the Internet, you can trust it. <laughs> so... I mean, obviously, it's a possibility, and I'm weird enough that that I'm probably the one person in the world that has an oregano allergy. But for a long time, years and years, Sean has been telling me he thinks I have a gluten sensitivity. So, which is probably right. Yes. It's not like I don't get sick Mm -hmm. to my stomach Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But, you know, I do have some, there's, there's some connection. So... Lent begins next week. Oh. And I've been trying to think about something to give up. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So I thought I might try gluten and see what happens. Oh, my. I'm still trying to decide because basically I just eat gluten. It's all I eat. Right. But I feel like crap all the time. So what if this is the thing that's making me feel like crap? Then what are you going to do? Just not eat? Well, I'll eat other things <laughs> that are healthy for me. And like vegetables and but fruits. See, but see, that's the thing, though. I think that people say, you know, oh, I have a gluten intolerance. And I'm not I'm not saying, good Lord, I don't want everybody coming at me. I don't know why you're even saying this right <sighs> now. Go ahead. I feel like it's a trendy thing to say. No doubt. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people say it without really having a diagnosis. They just say it. And then they say their their evidence is anecdotal. Well, I stopped eating as much I stopped eating gluten and I feel so much better. Well, yeah, because most of the stuff that we eat that's fucking junk food and shitty has gluten in it. Right. So if you cut that out, what are you left with? All the things that are good for you. Right. So it's not that you have a gluten allergy or an intolerance. It's just that nobody is meant to eat as much gluten as we eat. That's probably true. As a society. And so it builds up in the system and everybody is effing gluten intolerant when you get down to it. It's like saying, I'm alcohol intolerant. Because when I drink alcohol, I get drunk and then I get sick. Now, I will say, I do know a couple of people who will end up in the hospital if they eat gluten. Because their body attacks it. That is an allergy. Yes. But just to feel better when you eat less gluten, that just means that gluten is not good for you. It's not good for the body, period. It's not good for people. it's okay in moderation, like everything. But we don't do moderation in this country. Our, Our diets... Like you said, everything we eat has gluten in it, mm-hmm. unless you buy like something that specifically says gluten-free or mm-hmm. whatever. 
and it's mostly junk food. So yeah, when you cut out junk food, I bet you're going to feel a lot better. Whether it's because your body attacks gluten or attacks itself when there's gluten involved or just because, hey, when you eat better, you feel better. Mm-hmm. And I need to eat better. Anyways. Oh, we all do. But yeah. I mean, I didn't mean to get up on a soapbox about it. I'm just saying that. I think that that is a noble goal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I haven't made a decision yet. Yeah. You know, when Clint, you know, Clint's lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a very good relationship with milk either, correct? Do you have a problem with milk or you just don't like I it? I just don't like it. Oh, okay. Because he gets congested if he eats too much lactose. Mm, mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe like the cheese that's in pizza or the cheese that's in, because you know how spaghetti sauces have mm-hmm. cheese mixed in a lot of times? It's not cheese. I can tell you that. Because you eat a lot of cheese. I eat cheese and yogurt and, I mean, I drink milk. I don't I never love it, but nah. It doesn't make your... Mm-mm. I've only noticed it after pizza, like big time. And it's even even thin crust pizza, like all kinds of mm-hmm. pizza. It may be nothing. It may be the dogs in my house and the pollen on the trees and... The mildew and the mold and, you know, working at Roy's house and cleaning out things that are decades old. and um, I mean, I'm puffy because I ate Cheetos yesterday, so <laughs> I don't think I'm allergic to Cheetos. <laughs> I'm allergic to salt. Ugh. How terrible would that be? That would be bad. It'd be real bad in my life. My sources for that were the American College of Allergy... Asthmas and immunology and allergy resources.co.uk. Oh my. Are you ready to learn about piezoelectricity and bones? So ready. And dowsing for human remains? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you know there's a segment of the mainstream law enforcement and scientific communities who believes you can use dowsing rods? Like you see in old timey movies, you know, like. When they're looking for water, yes. divining rods or divining yeah. rods or however you want to say mm-hmm. it, or dowsing rods, to find bodies. Because we're mostly water? mm It's actually bones. Oh. More specifically, finding bodies in clandestine graves. And it's all down to piezoelectricity, an electricity resulting from pressure and latent heat. This is going to make your head hurt. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> According to the FBI, this electrical charge accumulates in biological matter, such as bone, when it's buried, and that piezoelectricity can be detected by something as primitive as dowsing rods. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Dowsing for buried remains is sometimes called grave witching, and it's a controversial practice which some call pseudoscience or junk forensics. Most, if not all, successful examples of dowsing for buried remains are anecdotal, and there's no way to scientifically prove why or how it works. Junk forensics is like my new favorite term now. Oh, it's fascinating. Like bite mark? <laughs> bite mark? Like um, impressions? I love, I love that you're demonstrating bite marks on your own arm. <laughs> anyway, they've... um. Disproven that a lot with 
different murder cases where people have been wrongly convicted based on bike bike <laughs> bite mark forensics. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This is kind of falling into that category. Okay. Uh, bite marks. Well, I'm trying to think what other junk science. Um, oh, blood spatter. Yeah. Test, you know, like what Dexter was. Mm-hmm. Blood spatter analysis. That's been highly questioned. Oh, interesting. Recently. It's becoming kind of a junk forensics. Mm-hmm. But here we go. They did a blind study about dowsing rods and searching for buried bones to try to test the efficacy of this. The gist of it was they had nine graves that were dug specifically for the experiment. Six of the graves contained no bones okay. at all. And three contained bones of non-human origin. Okay. The graves' locations were obvious. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that they were searching for the grave sites. It was obvious where the grave sites were. The question put to these 20 volunteers was, are there bones in any of these graves? Okay. Ten of them had dowsing rods. Ten of them just looked at the graves and tried to surmise if there were bones in the graves. What? Just by looking at them. Why? Why is that an option? They weren't allowed to dig. Yeah. They just wanted... People to say, hey, because I'll, I'll tell you why okay. in a minute. Okay, sorry. They just wanted people to look at the graves <clears throat> and decide, are there bones in these graves or not? Okay. And they were told all of the graves might have bones in them. None of the graves might have bones in them. They were equally accurate. Okay. And guessing, basically, whether the graves had bones in them. So... The people who had the dowsing rods didn't guess any more accurately. And the reason why they're saying guessing is that they're saying that the dowsing rods don't do anything. Yeah. Okay. However, and there was some statistical mumbo jumbo in there. Y'all can Google this and find the 2022 FBI forensic spotlight where this study was discussed. But the results were there was no relationship between the dowsing rod response and the actual location of the bones. There was no significant difference in the ability to correctly identify the locations of the bones between the dowsing group and the participants who visually assessed the graves. There has been little, if any, objective testing of dowsing for buried bodies. Also, a lot of times it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Which is shocking. But there is anecdotal evidence of it working. There are people who have actually used this technique and have found clandestine graves using this technique. Did they put the bodies there? (laughs) They would be suspect number one. (laughs) I've got dowsing rods and I found a grave. (laughs) Um, There was a whole podcast episode on pretend about this. Uh And about whether this is junk science and whether the practitioners of dowsing or grave witching or whatever you want to call it um, are legit or not. But, you know, no method is 100%. Not even ground-penetrating radar Mm -hmm. is going to be 100%. Sure. Cadaver dogs, not even close to 100%. So what makes one more legitimate than the other? And each grave is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Correct. 
And if there's flesh still on the bones, they say that you can't use dowsing rods. Ugh. Because it's the <laughs> allegedly, if the dowsing rods are doing anything, then they are reacting to the piezoelectricity in the bones. And so the flesh around the bones, if there's any kind of flesh or muscle or anything like that, it will obscure the piezoelectricity in the bones. I'm dubious. I know. I am too. And you'll be more dubious when I talk about my next search. Okay. Because it's related to this. <laughs> okay. And it, and it explains, if you want me to just go since you only have four. Yeah, if you want to. I can go on to my next one. Yeah. Which is, and, and these sources are all going to be the same um, for both of these. Okay. It's the ideomotor effect. Okay. Now, this is why people doubt the dowsing rods. It's also called the ideomotor reflex or IMR. It's a psychological phenomenon that occurs when a person makes motions unconsciously. Another way of putting it is it's a reflex in which the anticipation of a given result stimulates the muscular movements needed to provide that result. So if you are part of this study, you're doing the exact same thing that the people who were only looking at the graves are doing, but then you've got rods in your hand to either confirm or refute what you're thinking. Oh, yes. Okay. Your brain will unconsciously produce muscle motions that will cause those those dowsing rods to cross, even if you think you're not doing it. Uh-huh. Because you... You've already decided yes. in your brain there's bones in that one, or I don't think there's bones in there, or I doubt there's bones in there, or I don't know. But your brain really does know. Your brain really does make a decision one way or the other without you knowing, and then your muscles... Do what needs to be done to confirm it. It's the same thing that happens when you use a Ouija board and everybody says, I'm not making it move. I'm not doing it. I'm not pushing it. And everybody is, well, unless you've got a jokester in the group. But most of the time when you do something like that, like when I was a kid, we were all 100% sure in our brains that we were not moving that thing. None of us were moving it. We weren't trying to be silly or... And it was coming up with crazy things like we talked to the ghost of Sammy Davis Jr. But something in our unconsciousness or subconsciousness was telling us that. Like he must have just died or we saw a story about it in the news. And one of us was moving it without realizing we were moving it. And you can have people who are honest and and just, you know, full of integrity, just swear by something mm-hmm. like that. And they say, no, 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 it really, really works. But it's not. It's you're you're manipulating it. Mm-hmm. When I was pregnant with Jackie, um, one of our coworkers at the TV station said that she could predict what and we didn't want to know what the gender of the baby was. She was convinced that she could dangle a necklace oh yeah over my baby bump and whether it went forwards and backwards or side to side would tell what sex right i was having of the baby sex of the baby not what kind of sex i was having at home (laughs) (laughs) the kind that made babies obviously awkward um 
she had obviously figured out in her brain, oh, the way she's carrying or this or that or her history. Like she had made up her mind one way or the other, maybe without even knowing it. Maybe she was thinking she, she didn't have any idea or was keeping an open mind or whatever. But when she went to dangle the pendulum is what that, you know, they call it a pendulum test. Mm -hmm. When she dangled the necklace as a pendulum and it went whichever way it went, it was because her fingers were making minuscule microscopic (laughs) movements that she was not even aware of to make it do that. Well, I mean, her own heartbeat is going to make it move. Right. But yeah, I see absolutely what you're talking about. But that's the ideomotor effect. Right. Okay. Okay. It's pretty interesting. How do you spell that? I-D-E-O, motor. Okay. I'm going to start a car company called Ideomotor. <laughs> um, Wikipedia, FBI.gov, ScienceDirect.gov, and Pretend Podcasts. That's interesting. For both of those. My last search is automated breast ultrasound screening. I don't know why I searched this. I can't remember. But I saw the phrase somewhere, and I was interested. I remember that because I have had three ultrasounds after mammograms. Yes. And it does not feel good. Mm-mm. And the last time I came away with bruises, mm-hmm. and I was not happy. Mm-hmm. So the ABUS is a new approach to finding up to 30% more cancers in women who have dense breast tissue, even if that is their only additional risk factor. There was even a video. I watched the video. You watched the booby video? I did. They were really good about keeping it very, like, you know. Clinical. Clinical, yes. Yeah. So, essentially, they lube up your boob. Mm-hmm. And the ultrasound is on an arm that's suspended over the patient. Mm-hmm. And so, like, imagine if you're at the dentist and they grab the light and they Mm -hmm. bring it down. That's exactly how it looked. Okay. And so the tech brings it down over the breast and applies pressure. And then the machine does the screening rather than the tech. Like, so the the thing stays stationary and it scans the whole breast rather than the tech using the wand to push and push and push and hurt and... Do it over and over until you're about to scream. So I was I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. There are three levels of pressure, and the highest level is about half of the pressure of a mammogram that oh. women experience. This is not intended to replace mammograms. It's just an additional tool like the current ultrasound already is to look a little bit further and um, I guess if you have breast tissue that is dense Mm -hmm. that's usually when you have to do ultrasounds Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway it's just another tool my sources were Mayfair Diagnostics and George Washington University Hospital oh okay my last one is old Charleston tours oh yeah pleasing terrors tours (laughs) Charleston South Carolina how can I forget that one okay I'm already planning for June vacation because I need a vacation. I need a vacation. I heard about some haunted tours in Charleston, South Carolina on the pretend podcast because he was interviewing for his Halloween episode one year. I don't even know what year this was. He was um, discussing the range of ethics and haunted tourism. Oh, that's interesting. With the host of the podcast, Southern Gothic which I'm going to have to be checking out. 
who is a New Orleans native and sometimes ghost tour guide. Mm -hmm. So he was talking to him and they were talking about the different, you know, ploys or whatever that, that they use and how some are very ethical and they only like, they'll only do things that have, have basis in historical records or whatever. And then others are okay with just making up stories. Mm -hmm. Um, that was basically the episode gist. Okay. And they were talking about um, another podcaster who hosts the podcast Pleasing Terrors. <laughs> but he lives in Charleston and he has a Pleasing Terrors tours. Okay. So he has a podcast called Pleasing Terrors and then he has this tour company. And um, it's a nighttime walking ghost tour mm. by the host of this podcast. 90 minutes of walking through downtown listening to tales about Charleston's ghost encounters, history, and folklore. Hmm. Some of the stops, Pugin's Porch. <laughs> Pugin's Porch. It's a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Charleston Library Society. Okay. Philadelphia Alley, also known as Bloody Alley, Ooh. where they used to duel. Oh. And St. Michael's Church, because churches are spooky. Okay. There's also a Pirates and Ghosts tour that oh. I'm really super interested in. I see. Because Charleston was a big, big, big pirate center. Okay. Arg. I see. Like Blackbeard. He hung out in Charleston. Oh, I didn't it's know It's just that. one of those ports where there was a lot of booty. I see. There was booty to be had. <laughs> and also they would take people, they would take people who had been arrested for piracy. Oh. And they would be jailed there in charleston okay <laughs> um but i'll have to consult heather because she's the queen of spook oh. in our family she loves halloween she she's she's that person in our family um and she loves spooky stuff so i'm gonna get some recommendations from her but i was just when they talked about it on that podcast i was like i gotta look this up and it looks super cool nice and it'll be something that we can do at night when it's yeah. cooler this is going to be hot. Okay. What's your what about this one, Purchase? Taylor Swift net worth. Jacob Elordi. Elordi? Lordy, Lord. E-L-O-R-D-I. Okay. Uh, who's saying two of a kind working on a full house? I could not remember who sang that. And then I looked it up. Who's Garth Brooks? Oh. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, Kara Birch. Uh, do PCPs perform allergy scratch tests? When was Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger released? Alamo Menu. Jory Castle, Game of Thrones character. Werner Herzog. CU Level Pay. I looked that up for you last week. Oh, yeah, you did. Thanks. And then Le Duo 360 Airflow Styler. Oh, okay. That's it. Here's mine. Okay. Bespoke Head Spa. <laughs> Brian O'Driscoll. Slow Horses TV Show. Health Insurance Rules and Penalties. TurboTax. H&R Block. Morwenna Banks. Gemma Arterton, Rupert Everett, Ryan Gosling Band. Oh. Which we looked up last week. Yeah. 
but it got cut from the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Too much talking. Oh. Do you have any listener shout outs? Not a single one. Me neither. I mean, I already shouted out Alex J. Every week. Every with the week. Alex J. Shout outs. Well, what do you want to tell our DTH besties about I, how to connect with us? I want to tell them to email us at delete this history podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I want to tell them to get in touch with us on social media at DTH Gals, Insta and Threads, and delete this history on Facebook. Yes. Rate and review us. Yes. Subscribe. Yes. Okay, so after you get rid of your headache, what are you going to do? I'm going to delete my history. Good girl. And then what are you going to do tomorrow? Uh, Take a nap. (laughs) Is that what I do tomorrow? You'll have time to do that tomorrow. Before the Super Bowl? Yes. So I have to eat tachos. I have to take a nap, eat tachos, Uh and help the Chiefs win. Correct. Okay. Busy day. It's a busy day. (laughs) I'll see you next week. All right. I'll Uh, see you then, too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, stay fresh, cheese bags. (laughs) (laughs) Delete This History is created, written, hosted, produced, and edited by Bria Brown and Kara Birch. Theme music is so good by Orcas. Email us at delete this history podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and threads at DTH Gals and Facebook at Delete This History. Copyright 2024. All rights reserved. Messy hair brought to you by Bad Planning, Apathy, and Headsets. <laughs>